Hey, e-commerce marketing podcast listener. Are you looking to increase traffic and sales to your website? You can do this by launching your own referral program. Just visit getosi.com and sign up for a free trial today. That's getosi.com. Now get ready to hear from your e-commerce marketing expert of the week as they drill down to give you details on marketing strategies that can help grow your business. Hiring a full-time marketer can take months of legwork. Why bother? Hire expert marketers fast with Marketer Hire. In less than a week, Marketer Hire's team will match you with a hand-picked expert marketer who can hit the ground running. Their freelancers have expertise in email marketing, social media ads, growth marketing, SEO, and more. And they're available on demand. No retainers, no long-term contracts, and no risk. Plus, Marketer Hire will cover the first five hours of any new customer coming from the e-commerce marketing podcast. Visit marketerhire.com to get started. Welcome back to the e-commerce marketing podcast, everyone. I am your host, Arlen Robinson. And today we have a very special guest, Chris Toy, who is the CEO and co-founder of Marketer Hire, a talent marketplace used by thousands of companies, including Netflix, HP, AngelList, Allbirds, and HelloFresh, to find expert pre-vetted marketers. Chris has been in the industry for 20 years, previously working at global ad agencies as well as operating his own. He was an early digital entrepreneur within the sports industry, launching a leading sports website in the early 2000s that was eventually acquired and a marketing agency that developed early digital strategies with Nike, Umbro, Pele, and more. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Hey, good to be here, Alan. Yes, thank you for joining me. I'm really super excited to talk to you today uh, because we're going to be kind of diving deep into a subject I don't think we really, really covered before. We talk about usually a lot of different individual marketing strategies, but I've never really talked about how to hire a marketing person, which of course is your bread and butter. So we're going to be digging deep into hiring the right marketing person based on, you know, really the stage that your business is in, because that's really what it all comes down to. You know, there's no one size fits all when it comes to getting the right marketer. It really just depends on, you know, where you're at with your business. So you're definitely going to enlighten us on that. But before we do get into all of that, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your background and, you know, how you did get into what you're doing today? Yeah, no, I, I think you covered. Uh... All the key parts. I've been in the space. I've been in marketing for, for 20 years. I think you know. Besides what you mentioned, a key thing is you know I started in direct response marketing, database marketing, CRM. You know, at big agencies in New York, and you know direct response marketing is what became digital marketing, right? All, all of the digital marketing principles are essentially data-driven marketing and direct response marketing. And so that was a great foundation for me, and and kind of you know building my different businesses always with some kind of marketing angle, some kind of progressive marketing angle applied to different industries over the mm -hmm. last 20 years really set me up with, I think, a very good viewpoint. You know, I've worked with startups, I've worked with big brands, I've, I've run my own agency, I've worked in-house. Just having those different viewpoints to then getting into, you know, early 2019, where we mm -hmm. launched Market to Hire as a, a new platform, a disruptive product to say, hey, you know what, I, I've been doing this for 20 years, every mm -hmm. single way, we have this product that we think is going to change how people hire marketers, right? And I think the the variety of experience over really the entire lifetime of the emergence of digital marketing set me up very well to kind of be able to think that through and then design a product that that worked and, and, and is, is having a lot of success. 
Yeah, well, that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely can tell from your background and the experience that you've had working in so many businesses at various phases, you really kind of know what's needed at various points. And that's really key when it comes to hiring and specifically marketing. And that's really kind of where I want to start off. As far as, you know, let's say you're an e-commerce startup business, you're just kind of fresh out of the gate, you're getting things going, you could be self-financed maybe, or you could be you know, have um, get gotten some finance, you know, either case, what do you think is the most crucial marketing uh, role that you need to fill if you're a business in that stage? Yeah, I think you need someone that you can talk to that has a, a breadth of marketing experience, you know, obviously related to e-commerce that you can trust and that you can trust more than you would trust your own instincts. I think, you know, digital marketing has made marketing, has made certain kinds of marketing more accessible, right? Anyone can run ads now. Go back 20 years, not anyone can, can run a TV spot. Not anyone can even run a print ad. But anyone can run a Facebook ad, right? You can fire it up. And so that makes it more accessible, but that also has, you know, can often lead to first-time entrepreneurs thinking that that makes it easy or, or yeah, they're better right. doing it themselves. It's very distracting, right? I mean, if you're running an e-commerce business, there's a lot of stuff that you need to be figuring out that's yeah. not how they're good at running you know, Facebook ads. That's not how do I set up an automated email welcome series for people who sign mm-hmm. up on my list. And so I, I would start with someone in sort of, we call it either, you know, it could be a CMO, it could be what's called, often called a growth marketer, someone who knows the playbook and knows the strategy, especially for e-commerce is a very standard playbook. I mean, there's a lot of nuance to it once you can start executing it at scale, but the initial playbook is fairly standard. Yeah. So get someone who can help you roll that playbook out and more importantly, you touched on it, understand what resources your company has and take that and say, well, you know, you're bootstrapped or maybe you have some investment. Those pieces are really important, you know, because that's going to define which version of a playbook you can actually do. It's totally different to say I have $5,000 or I have $500,000. What should I do? Totally different. So, so you really want someone who understands that playbook that you can rely on to answer questions that are going to come up, you know, weekly around how's my marketing going? What should we be doing differently? How do we, yeah. how do I think about in my budget? So start with that, that sort of a anchor marketer, you know, again, usually, you know, a marketer hire for us, it's a, it's a CMO or it's a growth mm-hmm. marketer. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. You touched on a, a couple of key things there. First off, definitely. I agree with you. The trust is a huge thing, especially for a startup, because at that point, you know, with a startup, depending on, you know, how you got going, whether you're a solopreneur or you're with a business partner, you know, you may have a few other people with you there. You're, you know, I have a lot of people in your organization at that point. And so it's very crucial that whoever you bring in is somebody that you can trust because you're really at the ground level and you want to make sure that, you know, they lead you in the, in the right direction. Yeah. The chance that, it, you know, you roll out your first bit of marketing and it, it's a rocket ship. I mean, that's really unlikely, right? It's going to be right. a fight for a while. It's going to be defined. Mm-hmm challenges for a while. So you define my failure for a while. And if you don't have someone that you can look at who can credibly talk to you about, well, if this didn't work, here's why, here's what we should try next. Here's, oh, it didn't work. That's okay. That you know, we're still going to run that campaign or, you know, let's focus more on our email marketing. Like you have to have someone that that has been there before that you trust more than you trust yourself just to run that function. You know, just, mm-hmm. just run that function. And I think for marketing, it can often, because it's something that all of us have a lot of intuition around, right? If you're not a marketer, you probably think you know what a good ad is, or you think you know what a message is, because it just feels 
it's you know we've all been cut customers on them. Whereas yeah. if you were like talking about your legal contracts or you know you had a financial advisor for your business or someone mm-hmm. who's a specialist in your fulfillment center, you're probably not like asking that person as many questions or like doubting it, right? You're just like, okay, this is an expert, the fulfillment center person said to do X, Y, and Z, we're gonna do X, Y, and Z, and folks be asking questions. That's what you're looking for from your marketer as well, right? You want someone that fills you with such confidence, that has such credibility that you can just take, you know, 89% of what they say at face value. And of course, mm-hmm. you want to add a, a very important 10, 20% of your own opinions and, and variables to, to the mix, but yep. you really want to let them do their job. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Credibility is, is a key thing. And you also mentioned one other thing is we're kind of in a space right now where, you know, anyone can kind of go out there set up a Facebook ad campaign, set up Google ads, all of these tools are out there and, you know, they make it super easy. The bottom line is, you know, of course, these companies, they want to make money. So they got to make the barrier to entry pretty easy. But I think that fools a lot of people because they think, okay, just because it's so easy, it means, oh, okay, you know, I don't need any expertise. I can just go in here. I can manage it myself. I I heard an interesting analogy by somebody else that was on the podcast and they mentioned, you can liken it to like, flying a, a 747 you wouldn't ask a a flight attendant to take over the controls of the 747 right. even though when you get in the, po- the cockpit these days everything's computerized it doesn't really look as complicated as it did back in the day because there's not all these switches and things you right. still wouldn't ask a flight attendant to take over because there's a lot more to it involved in, in flying an aircraft and the same thing goes with the marketing campaigns yeah, yeah. One I use I, I have a lot of analogies for the stuff because <laughs> you're always we can't like again part of it we're always having to have put it in the framework of something else because people do kind of have this opinion about marketing. One I'll use is, is you know, I like food and, and, and restaurants. So I always, I often use a restaurant analogy. You know, if I'm opening a restaurant, it's kind of like, that, well, you know what? Like I don't cook, but like, why don't I just teach myself to cook no. for the first like six months of, the, of, of opening the business? I'm going to open the business. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have customers come in. And I, I'm just going to cook for a bit because um, <laughs> I, I think I can watch some YouTube videos and figure it out. I think I can, you know, get on Instagram and look at people and I'm going to do it. Like, mm-hmm. does that sound like a good idea for your business? <laughs> like, it sounds okay yeah. if you want to like cook at home, but right. if you're putting your business on the line and you're like, I'm just going to hope that I'm really good at this thing. Like mm-hmm. that sounds like a really bad idea, right? And mm-hmm. for some reason, people do apply it to marketing a lot because like you said, you know, these tools feel accessible you just wouldn't write your own legal contract. Like you would never think yeah. about that. I'd be, I was going to write it. I was going like to Google around a little bit. I was going to write my own contract. Like that would be some really <laughs> right. thing to do. But for whatever reason, not for whatever reason, we know why marketing mm-hmm. has that sense of being accessible. The tools feel accessible. And like you said, those platforms want to make you think that you can, right? They want mm-hmm. you to say, hey, don't worry, the algorithm will figure it out. And like, that's true to a certain extent. But what often happens for the early stage on, you know, companies and entrepreneurs that we speak to is they'll come to us or they'll come to me you know, six months later and say, well, I, I just wasted six months because we were trying to figure it out ourselves. The hard part is you won't even know. If you don't have an expert around you, you won't even know if you were good at those ads or not. You'll just know That's that true. the ad failed. And the worst mm-hmm. thing that can happen if you're a startup is that you burn time and money without learning anything, right? Mm-hmm. So at the end of six months, if you were running your own Facebook ads, and you come to me and say, well, my Facebook ads don't, aren't working. I'm not going to say, oh, they're not working. I'll say, well, you were running them. So I don't know if, that, if those will work because I need you to tell me that an expert ran them and they didn't work. Then yeah. you can draw a conclusion. But I can't draw exactly. any conclusion from you doing it because like, you're not an expert. So how, like, yeah. how do I know? 
that's a really common kind of end product of people trying to teach themselves it. They, they kind of yeah. realize that they don't actually even know anything. And then again, you waste time money. That happened so many times. But yeah, that's a definitely a great point. So if we, let's say we fast forward a little bit past the startup phase, we're dealing with companies that, you know, they've got a little bit of revenue, they got some traction and they are looking to, maybe they had somebody that maybe had dual roles. Maybe they played the role of the marketer, was kind of doing some things, they had some experience before, but now they're at a stage where they've got enough uh, resources to hire somebody solo for the, the marketing role. So if somebody that's already re- getting revenue, what would be the most crucial type of marketing role that you need to fill at that point? Yeah, I, I think they're still shifting from like, because you're saying they're still, they're, they're later stage, but they're still kind of hiring their first marketing role, right? That's not what you're yeah. saying. I think it's honestly still kind of the same because you still mm-hmm. want someone to come in who's had that management role to audit and assess, right? Cross-channel, cross-functioning and say, okay, look, here's what's really happening. If I look at your marketing ecosystem, I'm going to look across the channels, I'm going to look at SEO, email, advertising, brand, look at all of it. And here's my assessment. And here's what I think we need to do. That still has to be someone who, you know, CMO or growth marketer who's had that management role to be able to mm-hmm. look across, you know, cross-channel and cross-functional, even down to instrumentation, you know, obviously okay. all the data changes, like attribution model. Like there's a lot of stuff there that if you're stepping into marketing hiring for the first time, unless you are a marketer or maybe you have an advisor somewhere, you always want to start with that manager role, that CMO, that growth marketer who you can trust and, and has that experience to look across. So you just jump right in and say, I'm, I'm just going to hire an email marketer. Just to work mm-hmm. on email. I'm just going to hire a Facebook marketer. That will still get you results, but yeah. not the right first step. It's just I not see. the right first step. Again, kitchen analogy. Hey, I've hired the vegetable chef before my executive chef. Like, mm-hmm. well, I don't know why I did that. That doesn't make sense. Right. right? Yeah. Hire the executive chef. Then they can be at the table for hiring the rest of the cooks that you need. Like, why would you hire yeah. one of the cooks before... The TV, unless my plan is that I'm going to lead them, right? So unless you yourself as the founder can lead the marketing team, the marketing team leader should come first, especially actually the latest thing. I shouldn't say especially, but it's as important, but in a different way, right? So when mm-hmm. you're early stage, it's like to answer some questions and to just kind of like figure out probably how to spend your first dollar. It's kind of like scary. So earlier stage, a lot of it is just to kind of shepherd you and hold your hand through you know, just generally a very scary time period like launching your business. Once yeah. you're later stage, you already got revenue. So it's a little bit less about that. It's more about, okay, like if you think you've got sign of life and revenue, you now really need to be making some smart decisions around the business and how marketing impacts it. And then again, you really need someone who's had that strategy level. With the rest of it, then you just need to hire executional resources and it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> well, um, if we're looking at um, you know, let's say we're looking a little bit beyond this type of company, would it be any different for let's say a company where they're a little bit more established? Their focus is not necessarily on bringing in new customers, but more retaining existing ones and then maybe converting those existing customers into other you know, more customers because maybe they have a different product line, that type of thing. Does that take a different type of marketing expertise if we're looking as more of a retention role? Yeah, for sure. 
I think broadly, if it's a overreaching strategy, again, it, it can fall on that CMO, that growth marketer. If it's like everyone retaining customers, you know, classically by channel, you know, for an e-commerce company, you're talking about, you know, you would mostly be talking about email marketing, SMS, and, and database marketing. But you know, retention is a part of advertising too, right? Retargeting, right? Retention mm-hmm. is a part of. It can be a part of any channel if, if you want it to be. So I think, yeah, you know. From a channel perspective, you want to make sure that you're taking care of your customer database and you know email marketing is kind of you know obviously springs to the forefront. But if you're sitting there the business and you kind of have a business-wide mandate and problem of hey, we're not retaining customers, that's not just about blasting emails once a week. To yeah, right. that can and should be a holistic strategic approach to say, okay, like why? Like there's something about our top of funnel advertising encouraging one-time purposes. That's as much of a, it's something about branding, you know, the discounts, right? That there's yeah. other things that influence that first purchase that affect retention, right? Are we bringing in the kinds of customers that might buy more than once? That's mm-hmm. a full funnel question. That's not a, and it's a good question that, that you're asking because a lot of brands do, uh, don't think about it that way. You know, they'll sort of acquire a customer any way they can, right? Discount it, whatever it is, and then kind of like have this big gap. In the life cycle, and then at the end, be like, "Well, now how do I get them to buy again?" Right? right. I gave seventy-five percent off to everybody. How do I get them to buy again full price? Well, mm-hmm. kind of have set yourself up for a little bit of a tricky transition there. So mm-hmm. you really want to work on that. It's again a full, of really a full funnel life cycle question. The short term easy answer is email marketing, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I did a right. small thing, but the proper answer is you know you really want to step back and evaluate end to end all the mm-hmm. factors that go into a customer that is buying your product over and over again. That's mm-hmm. a big question, right? That's a, that's a big, you know, all, all the way up to customer personas and, and, and segmentation. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All that has to really be considered for sure. Well, as, as we get ready to wrap things up, if you don't mind kind of sharing maybe some examples of companies that you guys have worked with or just some that, you know, you're familiar with in general that have really been successful filling the role of a marketer and, you know, what specifically did they do? Who did they go after? And, you know, how did, that, how did that change their business? We had one, there's a company called Alter, which is outdoor furniture startup. So, um, okay. so in the vein of, you know, like Wolby Parker and Casper and so that, but outdoor furniture, you know, and they, they were doing well and they came to us to the market and hired a Facebook marketer okay. to kind of scale that channel. And it was like right before COVID hit last year. And so they were kind of just, you know, on this really good, really nice trajectory. And then COVID hits and obviously that forces everybody outside and forces everybody at home. And so they just got this like tidal wave of potential SEO traffic, potential Facebook, like just everything was just like, like fire, right? Like, like everything was hitting. And the marketers that they hired from us really were able to help them capture that demand instantly while the market savannah from our platform. And that's, that's actually one of the case studies on our website. If, if anyone okay. wants sales, they were, I believe, one of, if not the fastest growing D2C brand last year. I mean, I mean, like, on gotcha. numbers, but like unbelievable growth, you know, going into. Mm-hmm. Seven figures a month in ad spend, I believe. Like, gotcha. that's huge. Yeah. And you know, like you said, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. really kind of uh, 
you know, a lot of it was the timing, like you said, with the COVID and then the fact that they did leverage people, everybody being at home, so many more people being on social media and then hitting it really hard with the, the, the Facebook. Yeah. But if you, you know, don't the social, have the right talent media. there, I mean, think of how sudden that is. If you don't yeah. have the right talent there to say, okay, like, I know how to ride this way. It's happening, but there, there are other companies where that's happening and, and you don't tap into it, right? So, yeah. so to have the right team in place, and they had, they had a great head of marketing as well. They, they had a, a really strong marketing team on the paid social. They didn't really have anyone that they liked. And so you know, um, that was something where kind of watching in real time to see a company like basically fully tap into a circumstance that was presented to them like instantly and then scale it. Like that was really exciting and very rare, very rare yeah. to see, right? You don't really see a company just like absolutely own mm-hmm. a major event <laughs> over, yeah. like, over like a year, right? Like it's just mm-hmm. so it's almost such a crazy event and just to watch them tap into that through marketing and just yeah. like set their business on fire was, was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was like watching a year long Black Friday. Yeah, definitely. That's that's probably like it is uh, how it could have been or how it was. That's that's awesome. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. And um, I definitely have learned a lot. We appreciate you having you on, uh, Chris. And lastly, before we let you go, I always like to close out with a kind of final fun fact, if you don't mind sharing something that you think our audience would be interested to know about you. Uh, fun fact? <laughs> well, the website you mentioned was, there was a time where I, I had one of the biggest uh, soccer websites. I'm a big soccer fan. I had one of the big soccer websites on the internet and, and was getting flown around to all these different games as, uh, uh, around the world as one of the early, uh, when, when bloggers were like, you know, today's influencers, like bloggers right. were like a big deal back then. <laughs> so that was, that was a period of my life, which is fun, you know, getting flown around okay. by different brands. Um, that was cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's awesome. I know that was an exciting time for you. So, uh, yeah, seems like you've definitely done a lot. Well, thank you for sharing that as well, Chris. Uh, lastly, before we let you go, if you don't mind letting our listeners know, What's the best way for them to contact you if they want to pick your brain anymore about hiring marketing people or yeah, digital sure. marketing in general? So follow me or DM me on Twitter. I'm at Chris Toy. You can also ping me on email. Maybe I won't pass my email out, but but you go to marketerhire.com and you know if you need marketers, we'll help you out. Otherwise, Twitter is probably the best way. You can tweet at me or, or shoot me a DM. I'm always happy to, to talk shop. Okay, that's awesome. And uh, thank you for sharing that. Also wanted to mention that you guys have a special promo um, you guys are sponsoring this episode and uh, you guys have a promo where you're going to be covering the first five hours of any new customer that comes uh, to you guys. As long as they mention that they heard about you guys from the e-commerce, mar- e-commerce marketing podcast, that's all they need to do. And uh, you guys will cover the first five hours of any new customer. So we appreciate you offering that, Chris, to, to any of our listeners and I definitely encourage people to take advantage of that. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Chris, for joining us today on the e-commerce marketing podcast. All right. Thanks, Arlen. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce marketing podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode of the e-commerce marketing podcast, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with everyone you know. 